Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Drew Lesweer, and with me today, we have uh, Jeff Patton. Uh, Jeff, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, I've Well, where do I start? I've, I've been in Agile development since starting with extreme programming in 2000, and later in 2001, finding out that was uh, Agile, and uh, you know, for the uh, previous 10 years, I've been in software development in a huge variety of roles, but eventually ended up in product management. And then uh, after 2000, uh, stayed in product management and then uh, have worked as a product manager and then as a consultant with a company called ThoughtWorks. And these days, I'm independent. My, my focus is on software product companies, people that make software for commercial sale, although I still work with some companies that do IT, but I like the challenge of working with companies that where if they make a product and it sucks, uh, they're in trouble. <laughs> and, it, and for better or worse, in an IT world, sometimes you can get away with making a product that people don't like very much, uh, uh, you know, because they have to use it. So that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah. So. In your video, I watched a video of yours uh, talking about design thinking, and it kind of labels four steps um, of design thinking. And could you explain a little bit about that, just kind of a rough overview, and how you incorporate that into your work working with uh, companies that make software products? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good questions. It's it's the, the design thinking thing has become fashionable. You can go to Amazon.com and type in design thinking and find a great number of books about it. And it's uh, it's become popular at an executive level in a lot of larger organizations. Uh, you know, the, the tenets of design thinking is you start by understanding the problem you're solving. You, you've, you've got to do enough uh, research or gather enough information about the problem uh, before you stop and say this is a good idea or this is a solution we should build. In an Agile context, for instance, we build product backlogs, but product backlogs are filled with solutions, not problems. You know, In theory, if we're writing user stories, we'll talk about who they're for and why they want to use the stories, but um, design thinking will ask you to go farther back. Uh, you know, stories contain solutions most of the time. You know the the next step in a design thinking process is an ideation step. When I'm teaching people design thinking, I'll ask them, uh, "Tell me about a typical meeting when someone comes in with a problem." And they'll say, "Well, then somebody will propose a solution," and uh, and I'll ask, "Then what happens?" And uh, people will usually say, "Well, then we uh, start discussing that solution and." Uh, and people usually joke and say, then we start tearing it down, and and uh, and th- then somebody will suggest something else, or will adjust the solution. That's exactly not ideation. Mm-hmm. If we were doing ideation, our our goal is to come up with uh, tons of solutions, a great many solutions, uh, and um, not stop and evaluate any of them uh, before we've come up with uh, with a dozen or so. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And and then so I, I kind of wrote when I watched your video, I wrote down the steps, and, and you to me hit the f- the first two at least. You have a problem. You ideate is is the verb you use, which I thought that was a kind of a cool verb. Um, come up with a bunch of ideas, and then you had a step in there that's iterate. Yeah, um, uh, iterate's a troublesome word. Right. Uh, 
you know, in agile development, we, you know, I came from starting with extreme programming. These mm-hmm. days, I'm a, I, I teach Scrum because that's the, where the, uh, well, most people are using Scrum as a starting point, and Scrum uses the term sprint. But in uh, extreme programming, they use the term iteration. Right. I really like that word iteration too, as far as software but, development goes. But uh, iteration can mean repeat the same process over and over. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about a product, uh, a thing, iteration means, well, it means the same thing as rework. Mm-hmm. It, it means I build something and I look at it and say, well, that's not very good. And I change it or I improve it. So you, you know, if you're doing the design thinking thing, you ideate to come up with a lot of possible ideas. And then uh, you have to uh, start combining and refining. You start to take your best ideas and put them together. And the only way you can tell if they're actually good ideas is to uh, prototype them or uh, uh, put them in a little bit higher fidelity and uh, get them in front of people that might use them. And they evaluate them and they say, well, no, not quite. Uh, and then you make changes. That's that's iteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, you know, in in a lot of companies, that's that's rework. That's not getting the requirements right, or all sorts of derogatory terms. But uh, that's iteration. And you know, if you're doing design thinking, you want to iterate as fast as possible. So we'll often iterate with with simple prototypes. Uh, I, uh, Drew, I st- I steered you towards a, a client I'm really proud to work with, and that's the Nordstrom Innovation Lab. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got a video on YouTube that's worth watching. And one of the practices we've been putting in place is doing a lot more ideation and a lot more iteration. But oftentimes we're working at working with solutions that are a combination of software and uh, other things and they involve multiple people. So the way we've been iterating lately is by body storming. Mm-hmm. Or it's kind of like using improvisational theater. We have to... Uh, act out the way the solution goes and you'd be surprised when you act out a whole buying process for someone in a retail store how you watch it and go oh no it wouldn't happen that way or that that looks kludgy or that doesn't work we don't have to build any software to iterate mm-hmm. uh, so you're talking about acting out not only i saw a video of or on part of your video you had people uh with cut out pieces of paper and they they would implement a website for example on cut out pieces of paper and then have a user touch different pieces of paper and the person behind who was controlling the thing would show different screens which were all implemented drawn on pieces of paper and to kind of uh, uh, have a prototype of what the website might look like. Now, and you're talking about here kind of going beyond that and, and having people implementing a whole buying process or something without actually implementing it, just uh, acting it out. That's right. Right. I'm trying to figure out what I can tell you about that uh, that I'm not under the the non-disclosure for. But uh, you know, oftentimes we're we'll, we're looking at a buying experience where people in retail stores they're looking at things, they're uh, checking information on a mobile phone, they're they're mm-hmm. texting uh, information to someone, they're getting responses back, and we'll act out that whole experience with people pulling out mobile phones and pretending to type something in the phone and pretending to get the right information back. And mm. uh, it's we haven't implemented anything. There's nothing on the phone. It's just that by doing that, we realize, oh, my gosh, I'm going to need this information or the, the time it would take to get that is far longer than I want to wait. So that's not going to work and uh, you know things like that. And, and the last step that I, I – 
saw on your video was of, of this design thinking kind of process is create a plan. So you identify the yeah. problem, you ideate, you, you iterate on that with prototypes or, or whatever, and then you create a plan. Now, as far as where, where I come from with, um, with uh, Scrum and Agile is there's a big focus on the uh, shippable product or potentially shippable product or releasing early, releasing often. How does this uh, design thinking, this process of figuring out what the problem is first, how does that fit into that, and uh, and how long should it last? Uh, good questions. Well, first off, on the, the plan part, mm-hmm. uh, so what I mean by plan, and I would have talked through, is you know, in, in theory, if we're talking about a, uh, if we're talking about uh, a Scrum process, mm-hmm. the plan is a backlog, and I create a backlog. But uh, a good plan is a is a plan to learn. Uh, uh, Drew, you've probably come across a big buzz in the world these days. Uh, are the is the lean startup thinking? Yeah, you run across that stuff. Yeah, and a core tenet of lean startup is this concept of validated learning. I build. Uh, uh, you know, they've redefined the term MVP for minimal viable product. Right, right. The, the term MVP used to mean, uh, and it still does mean, a product that is viable in the marketplace. But lean startup will say, no, let's not worry about viable in the marketplace. The first thing we have to do is to prove that there is a market for what we're trying to build. So an MVP in lean startup terms is the smallest possible uh, experiment. So the smallest possible uh so a plan at the end of a design thinking process might be a series of smallest possible experiments. Mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, those smallest possible experiments might actually be part of iteration. And uh, uh, so your last you know, kind of question that kind of conjoined there is how long does it take to do this design thinking stuff? And I'll refer to this as a discovery phase. And this is the stuff that in Scrum we would have called a sprint zero phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and – how long that takes, um, I'm finding more and more the design thinking part, if we conjoin the design thinking part, which is a, a core tenet of lean startup thinking, with uh, agile delivery mechanisms, and if we talk about the iteration part uh, as uh, as as a validated learning phase, so we don't just build paper prototypes or do body storming like I was talking about, where we mature that and actually build something working, but it's not potentially, it's not shippable. It's not the code we want to keep. It's the code we built to learn something from. Then it starts to overlap with delivery, and you know what I see in working with people like Nordstrom is they'll go all the way through design thinking to to implementing something they can learn from inside of five days, inside of a week, much faster than anybody's typical sprint. Uh, And when I'm talking with people about a discovery phase, I'll generally say, you know, block off two weeks of discovery to drive two to three months worth of development for a a smallish team of, uh, you know, five to seven people. Okay. And I'm curious too, because part of of my passion is I I love – releasing software. I love being on teams that release software. Uh, with, with design thinking, uh, you know, but you know, a lot of times we, we'll release the, the wrong software, right? And my understanding is, is with, these, uh, with, with this process or, or, or with this in mind, you'll be able to focus on re- releasing the right software. Do you, when you're iterating on these ideas, uh, is, it, 
is it always in-house that you release them to? Or have you worked with companies or, or in your experience, do you iterate on these ideas and release them to other people like beta users or, or alpha users or whatever? Well, uh, yes, beta and alpha users. But like I mentioned, I work with product companies and mm-hmm. they're, they're not willing to risk releasing something that uh, – that, that won't be successful to a large body of consumers, at mm-hmm. least a lot of them, or most of them aren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they'll do is, uh, I see a lot of split testing, um, uh, or A-B testing, if you've heard that term, of uh, defining something that's a smaller experiment or a, a, a different way of doing things and releasing that to a subset of your audience, and, and lately a subset of your audience for a limited amount of time. I've got one group that I'm working with that uh, will come up with something that's a small experiment uh, and release it to a small group of people for three hours on a Sunday and then measure the results and then use that to make a determination about whether to where to go next, whether to iterate it, adjust it, or, or go big. Great. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, the, oh, go ahead. You know, but like you, the design thinking is just a – Part of it, and like you, the, the, the what drives me, what I'm passionate about, isn't any of the building of the stuff. It's what happens after. I like, you know, the uh, the pride I take in any of this stuff is knowing that there are people out there using products I built, uh, you know, ten, fifteen years ago now, and they're still in use every day. It, it's about uh, it's about making things, and it's about getting things out there. So, design thinking is just a step in a, a bigger thing. Yeah, that's a great perspective too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I share that, you know, it's so awesome when you're creating something that it actually gets used and, and adds value to people, right? They, they benefit. And that's one thing that, that you had mentioned too. We want to minimize the output, but maximize the outcome. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's a, a good way to look at it. That, that's a, yeah, that, you know, that language comes from a, a lot of different places, but you know, the the problem with I'll tell people the problem with outcome is you can't measure it until after things come out. Mm-hmm. So the outcome is what happens after you ship your product, and for better or worse, agile development doesn't talk very much about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't see it in a burn down chart. Whenever I go see, whenever I read anything on agile metrics, none of them are about outcomes. They're all about output. How fast we're building stuff, or how how good the quality of the stuff is, um, but not how well it does in the world. Yeah, that's that's a great perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're about out of time. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to promote uh, or share with the listeners? <laughs> uh, for the people out there that might know me, they'll uh, if you look me up on the web, you'll find a stale old website that I haven't updated, and I won't explain that. Uh, and if you look me up at Amazon.com, you might find a couple book titles which aren't coming out. But, uh, but I get known for a practice called story mapping, and I promise there will be a story mapping book out before the end of the year. And uh, I've just launched, a new, just launched a new company with a colleague of mine, Aaron Sanders, called Co-Makers. Uh, I'm going to take uh, 30 seconds, but uh, I'm – there's the terms uh, co-making and co-creation, and uh, we're sort of championing the idea that the the model we use a lot for software development is is broken. That that when things work best, there isn't a client and a vendor uh, 
when things work best, there's someone that has problems and someone that can build them, and the person making things need to needs to go take several steps in to understand the problems, and the, the person that has problems needs to take several several steps towards the maker and understand what's involved there. Uh, we're shooting for co-responsibility. So, you know, sometimes being honest, I have a problem with uh, the standard scrum processes or agile processes where I've got a product owner and a team. Yeah, I guess someone needs to decide, but I really want all of us to be responsible for those outcomes. So anyway, uh, I'm promoting my company, I guess, but uh, it, it, to me, the concept is more important. It, it is that co-making concept. Great. Yeah. Thanks a lot. I really uh, appreciate your perspectives. And uh, for the listeners, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, uh, reach us at agileweekly.com uh, or sorry, facebook.com slash agileweekly. All right. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you, Drew. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.